Welcome to the Parish the Thought Show. The opinions of Brian, your host, and his guests have not been sanitized or scientifically tested. So please consume at your own risk. Now, here's Brian. Ladies and gentlemen, and whoever else is listening, welcome back to the show. On the program today is my friend, Ken Roberts. Ken is currently running for Lehigh City Council. Voting is next week, and he stops by to tell us a little bit about why he's running, why he wanted to get involved and change and help his community. And he has a great philosophy that says, wherever you are, make it better. So sit back, relax, and learn how he's doing that. So, (laughs) Ken Roberts, thank you for joining me today. You are welcome, Mr. Parrish. It's good to be here. Mr. Parrish is my father, and he will not be joining us. Thank you very much. You know, that's such an old joke. Who started that one? We're dads, and they don't have, there's no time limit on them. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. Dad jokes that's don't, true. it doesn't matter. So, that so we're true. here to talk about you decided, you know, in all your infinite wisdom that you're going to run for city council of Lehigh, right? I, infinite wisdom. Yeah. That's about, that sums it up. Sure. So tell me why you're why are you doing this crazy thing? Why would you why would you give all your time to do such a crazy thing? Are you well, like one I, of those altruistic do-gooders, boy scout things? What is it? Come on. Oh no, I'm inherently very selfish. So it's got nothing to do with Oh, then you It's not right you. In. It's me. You'll fit right in being a politician, right? then, unfortunately. Oh my gosh. I call it, I call it the uh, flux capacitor moment. Okay. I'm standing on my toilet hanging a picture, slipped and fell, hit my head on the sink. And I was like, you know what? I should run for city council. And that's that was when the idea was born. Actually, that's not true. I like so, your story, so you should just run with that. But I should run with that story. I guess, tell you the truth. Yeah. Tell us the truth. Well, I, I've had a couple of buddies for a long time that just kept saying, you should do it. You should do it. You'd be great at it. It'll be tons of fun. You'll meet all kinds of super people. And I was like, yeah, I don't think so. And then this year it was just like, you know what? Why not? So I went down, paid my 35 bucks and drove home and said, hey, I just did something crazy. And my wife asked me, what are you thinking? Was <laughs> Apparently before- I had a flux capacitor moment. Was this before you told her what you were thinking? Uh, I I did enroll, enlist, sign up. I don't know how to, before I told her. She knew I was thinking about it, but she didn't know I was going to do it. Okay. How many seats are available in Lehigh City currently? There are three seats available. One incumbent is running. And so essentially you have two wide open seats. And how many are there? How, you know, what's the, what's the competition pool look like? Well, it started out at 17. We had a primary that cut it down to six. So it's uh it's pretty competitive. It's been pretty fun. Based on what you've seen with the city council, are you running because you see there's a big problem that you think you can solve or at least contribute to the solution? Or did you just want the attention? <laughs> well, you know, I am, I am an attention grabbing seeking individual. Okay. Uh, of course, of course you, 
your your listeners they can't see the facial expressions right unless they watch this recording right. but yeah uh no i don't i don't really feel like you know i've got this bone to pick i don't feel like i'm going in there and want to change the world there are des- definitely some things i would like to see done differently but lehigh's facing some big challenges here in the next few years and i want to contribute to the solution i want to be a part of the success that we could potentially have and what are those big challenges that the city's facing number one to me is the transportation um people say growth but growth is transportation politic term what does that even yeah okay yeah so it's transportation it's water it's housing it's uh, amenities that the city provides to their residents uh, we are going to be if we're not careful uh, we could be a city of freeways because Eagle Mountain and Saratoga Springs are growing exponentially and Lehigh and those two other two cities we need to manage that growth and that transportation together or we're just going to see uh, a Southern California experience where we just have freeways and gridlock everywhere we go. You'll have a belt route for Lehigh, yep. which it almost has with Pioneer Crossing, Main Street, and what, 2100 North? Is that, that's all, that's the three main east west corridors, and those are packed all the time. They're packed all the time. And so they are talking about a North Shore freeway. So just off the North Shore of Utah Lake. So it'll be in the lake. Uh, they've, there's, they're studying right now a plan to potentially put a road out there. Uh, there's possibly a road that will come off of Point of the Mountain, north of Thanksgiving Point, that will take traffic over to Redwood Road and Mountain View Corridor, corridor which is slated to become a freeway here in the next 10 years. 2100 is going to be a freeway. So they're working on the belt route. It's interesting. You think, I, I remember when they were building Tippinogas Highway. I was living in Highland back then, and I was just thinking, this is an absolute overkill. And it looked like some forward thinking had gone into that, which usually yeah. it's like after the fact, oh my gosh, we have to make these roads wider. Now that's that was totally needed, and it fits perfectly. It's, yeah. it's, I, it's perfect for the I volume. I live up there on that side of the freeway, and I... When I come home from Salt Lake, that's the road I use, and I love it. And you know, unfortunately, the residents on the west side, they really don't have a nice, you know, easy off the freeway onto something that gets them to where they want to go quickly. How long have you been running for the seat? Uh, I want to say June, May, somewhere in there is when I went down to the city hall and said hi pick me and they said okay give us 35 bucks and you're in and you're in oh that 35 bucks right well and i that what that's gonna buy you yeah (laughs) it's already bought me a lot or made me pay a lot yeah not sure uh because i remember it was before the rodeo parade and you know lehigh houses the annual roundup and they have a great parade and a great rodeo and i wanted to be in the parade thinking, well, I'm a political candidate. I should have a, an entry in the parade. But Lehigh's, they don't allow political candidates candidates in the parade. And I, I really like that. I think it's great that we don't do that. You know, we have the city council and the mayor, 
they do their thing. But as far as like having every political candidate across the board, and initially I was kind of like, oh, that's too bad. But then when I went down and watched the parade, I was like, you know what? Kind of nice that we don't have everybody and their dog out there handing out their flyer. Trying to see, yeah, because it's another yeah selling point. And like what has been the reaction, of, you know, the residents that you've met and the people you've interacted with, are they disillusioned with the process? I know I just interviewed a Payson City uh, council person who's running and her perspective is that people just don't care. No one's turning out. They don't care. They don't feel like it matters. Their vote doesn't matter. City's going to do what the city's going to do regardless. So they just don't even care. Are you finding that similar sentiment in Lehigh? Uh, yes. I think voter turnout is extremely low for 85,000 residents. Uh, in the primary, we only had I don't know the exact number, but it was less than 5,000. You smart mathematicians out there, whatever that. that is, it's pretty pretty sad, right? So you think, well, why aren't people voting? Why? And I think it's there's a lot of divisiveness. Uh, it makes people uncomfortable to have those conversations. And I don't, I don't think social media helps this because social media, you can say anything to anybody without repercussions where if I, you and I have a conversation face to face and I say something that you don't like, you can tell me, or I can at least read your body language and go, Ooh, that wasn't, that wasn't very nice. And it's not about being nice or mean, but it's about being respectful and being willing to listen to other people's point of view. And it's easier to go to social media and get, I call it getting your sources, your, your, your news and your, truth from tickopedia because that's where and it, that's more believable you know why yeah but uh it's but it's very easy to reinforce my beliefs because i can follow i can watch i can do things that reinforce what i believe and i it's almost instead of having a whole new variety of information to you you can limit what you're seeing I'd say, I don't, I don't know. I just, I try to, I'm on social media a little bit, but I try to stay away from it, especially when it comes to real issues. And I think that's what maybe is disillusioned a lot of people. They're just sick of the arguing that goes on because that's all they see. I guess the, the solution would be you tell people, Hey, go to my website, look at my, what I'm, what I stand for. Are you getting, do people, are people doing that? And, and, and my question is, how do I know what, you, Mr. Candidate running for office, how do I know what you're telling me is true? Right. I guess, you know, it, I, I do have a website. Um, I think people go to it because I'll, I'll get emails and I would prefer that, you know, send me an email, call me, send me a text. Cause then we can have a pseudo conversation, but at least you, I'm conversing with another human being. Um, so I think the websites are great in that, but yeah, you can get on there and, you know, I'm a political candidate, so I'm going to tell you in, in my best interest to tell you what you want to hear, what you think they want to hear. Yeah. So if you're anti-growth, well, all of a sudden I'm anti-growth. Oh, but you're pro-growth now. Oh, all of a sudden I'm pro-growth too. So, 
So it's it's been such an interesting. Are you pandering? I I am pandering to you, Brian. Even though you can't vote for me, but I'm gonna I'm gonna win your vote. Okay. Do people or what? What are some of the questions people are asking you as you're having these discussions with with them? Uh, a big one in Lehigh City is parks. Everybody wants to know: Are we? Is the city going to build parks? Are we going to finish the ones that are being built? So the, that's a that's a big one that comes up often. Uh, the other big one, obviously, we just talked about is transportation. How do we get people from one side of the city to the other side of the city? And if I can go off on a tangent here, because that's another thing that politicians do, right? They well, if the tangent is relevant, you know, yeah. I mean, if you're doing a tangent to divert a question, that's a different story. But right. yeah, the show's all about tangents. So yeah, it's your story. So you tell it. <laughs> tell people what this is for people to see the real Ken Roberts, and you are the real Ken Roberts. Yes, there are there are others out there, but I am the real one. They're artificial. There is another imposter. Yes. But yeah. So yeah, do a tangent. Tell me why, you know, let's let's get into the mind of Ken Roberts and why people should vote for you. So one thing that frustrates me is with all the growth that's happening, West Lehigh, Saratoga, Eagle Mountain, is we're only talking about building bigger and faster roads, right? Now we need a, a four-lane freeway in the lake to help accommodate that traffic. And it's been brought up in a few meetings about public transportation. And people have one or two reactions. You know, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to give up my car. I like my car. I'm like, yes, great. I'm not asking you to give your car, but today on the freeway, when there's, it took me, I'm 10 minutes from my office. It took me 40 minutes to get here, or I'm 10 miles from my office. It took me 40 minutes to get here because of traffic. Wouldn't it have been nice if some of us could have said, you know what, today I'm going to take a bus or a train or some other, or even be able to ride a bike. So I'm, it frustrates me that that's not part of the conversation, right? Alternate forms of, forms of transportation and people get defensive and say, no, you can't take my car. Okay. I don't want to take your car, but if you're okay sitting in gridlock and taking 40 minutes to go 10 miles, then, then we're good. But I just think, let's look at some other options. And then the other thing that people say is, well, nobody rides public transportation. I'm like, well, yeah, because the bus stop, uh, I think they changed it, but there's, well, there's still one down in Lehigh where there's, the tr there's train tracks and the bus stop, people sit on the train, tack, train tracks while they're waiting for the bus. Like, yeah, I wouldn't do that either. In winter, when it's snowing and freezing rain or whatever it is, I don't want to sit out there like that. So I think our peop more people would take it if it was a little nicer, if it serviced more of our community. Um, I live not too far from a, not a, a major road. It's not really a major road, but it's a, it's a thoroughfare. There's no bus routes on it. I'm thinking. Which is tricky with, you know, I just got back from New York City visiting my daughter. And of course, you know, they've got it down to a science there. Nobody, my daughter hasn't had a car for two and a half years because it would be, it's pointless to have one. It's a, it's yeah. a nightmare to have a vehicle because the transit system is so efficient out here where we have 
miles and miles and miles between everything. We do like one, we do like our freedoms. We like our cars, but public transportation, if it's going to take me four hours to go from one side of Utah County to another, not happening. It's got to be economical. I'm not going to do that because it's a waste of my time. It's inefficient. I have, and, and again, they don't, the routes don't go everywhere. They just, you know, if you're, jobs or recreation or wherever you're going is on that route that's great like salt lake's better salt lake county's better with the what's this you get the front runner and what's the other one the tracks tracks it's a little bit better yep. but it's still i don't know that if, if if it's just going to take just mindset mindset shift mm-hmm. but it's got to be efficient and economical and if, again if it's going to take me four hours i'm not going to do that no one's going to do right. that yeah, my I I completely agree. So how do how do we enable UTA you know, to become more efficient, to become more economical, to service us better? And so then you're then you start talking about well, are we diver, diverting funds? How do we get the UTA system more money? And then you start messing around with state politics and different different hands in that pie. Yeah, it's tough and it's easy to go government's inefficient and useless. And yes, it can be, but there's a it takes a lot to, you know, move a ship and it does. Things cost money. You can't just everything, you know, to to do like that freeway you're talking about, that's a, an act of god to get something like that. One if you're putting it in the water. Yeah. Or bike paths or more running, you know, for for bikes. Yeah, bikes would be great. Obviously right. not the winner, but you know, or, well, or, or even, smaller shuttle buses, maybe not these ginormous 50 passenger buses. Maybe they do smaller ones, the short bus, yeah. you know, for yeah. public transportation. Yeah. Maybe, or, maybe that's something like that or vans. Yeah. Something like van that pools. would be great. Right. They I have would, them. They have the van pools. Yeah. And I love I, with the e-bike, e-bikes the way they are right now. I mean, if we had some, some biking paths like the Murdoch canal trail, yeah, I hope most of us are familiar with that. But if that went, you know, if there were more options off of that trail, I think more people would take that as an option, even in the winter, right? Bundle up, get on that e-bike, and go. Yeah. Um, so that's one. That's one thing that I've I've been watching and aware of, and I just I'm worried that in 25, 30 years. If we don't plan any kind of public transportation system now, we won't have the room then, and it'll be an afterthought while and we're sitting night- on and a nightmare for people and a nightmare because you have to start so, doing imminent domain things, which is a challenge. Yeah, yeah that's in a, of itself. Yeah, there's there's somewhat talk of that. There's a road in Lehigh that they're they're talking about widening, and if they do that, it's imminent domain stuff. And that's just ugly. We're going to have to start stacking them. Yeah. <laughs> stacking them, going up, yeah. going down, right? Yeah. No, the, the, you know, that, again, I'm not the engineer, so I don't know what that entails, but, you know, at least the conversations are being had. But yeah, it's going to be, it's, it's going to get to the point where, like you say, like I say, even in New York with the public transit system, it's still crowded. And yep. I know. I rented a car while I was there to go visit a friend in New Jersey. And it was, it's in, I don't know, 40 miles. And it was about two hours. And most of that was just getting out of the 
getting out of Brooklyn. Wow. But you know, that's, it is what it is, but right. But for us to go 40 miles, typically we think, well, that should take you half an hour. That's half an hour, half an hour, 40 minutes max. Yeah. And also we're, we're, we're going to have to have a brain. We're going to have to have a mental uh, paradigm shift. Yeah. And we're not, like you say, we're not stealing your freedom. We're not taking your car, but providing an alternative. Cause I do see, I do, I, I see these buses at the South end of the County and Elkridge and Salem and Payson, these big three axle buses that, and maybe it's the end of the route when I see it. So there's no one on it. But every time I see these buses, there's no one on them. Right. The driver and maybe one person. Right. So you, you could see that and go, well, there's no one ever riding it. Well, front runner's full most of the time. Yeah. Sometimes I've been on it. But anyway, we're getting down the rabbit hole with Get, the traffic. Getting in the weeds a little bit on Getting this, in the weeds, we? man, about the, <laughs> you know, the campaign. So, all right. So when, voting is the 21st. Yep. Yep. They pushed it back what, two weeks. What haven't I asked you about your campaign that you want to tell people? Like why, why Ken Roberts versus the other, those other candidates, you know, uh, you know them. Right. Why are you so much better? Ooh, well, Ooh. I think I had a guy explain it to me a little bit like this. It's like, you know, you're a team, right? There's five city council people. And that team's got to work together to be successful. And whether or not you like air quotes, right? If you like everybody on that team is kind of irrelevant. The main point is you got to be able to work together. I've been on a lot of teams and there's been some teams where I don't always get along with the other guys. But when we get on the playing surface, all that's gone away. And we have to work together for six, for the ultimate success of the team. So I feel like I'm a really good team player and a, I can w- work well with other people, even though I don't always agree with them and they don't agree with me. But I feel like at the end of the day, we're going to come out of there with a mutual respect of each other and not coming away from, hey, that guy's an idiot. He's got stupid ideas. I'm never going to do ever, anything they ever suggest, yeah. which... Then you have a dysfunctional city. Yeah, and that's what we need. We need more dysfunctional government, right? <laughs> well, I mean, there's an argument for that, right? <laughs> I don't know. It seems there's it seems to be a lot of them that are that way. But again, I'm you know I've never run for city council. I've thought about it, but then the thought went away really quickly. <laughs> you should do it. It's it's actually been really a great experience, Good experience for you. Well, that that was my next question. Is I, I've seen. You know, a lot of snarky stuff that, you know, happens, especially in our happy Valley LDS culture, where generally speaking, we should be kind and loving to one another because that's what we're taught every Sunday. But you see a lot of underhanded things because people can hide behind their keyboards. Yep. Are you seeing any of that or has it been pretty um, on the level and, and professional? It's been pretty on the level. Very pro- Between the candidates, it's been very professional. Uh, there are always issues that come up that people have strong opinions and they voice them on social media and it, it just raises a, a firestorm, right? And they just kind of breed this firestorm and, but nothing ever, you don't convince people on social media. I don't think, you know, you don't go to social media looking for, Oh, I'm going to listen to this person because they seem to know what they're talking about and change my mind. And I want to change my mind just for yeah, fun. Yeah, right? You don't really do that. It doesn't happen very often, right. no. 
every so often you'll run across somebody that has the stats, the statistics and the experience to say, you know, this is what's going on. And you go, okay, you know, that makes sense to me. I may not like it, but that's when we have to self-reflect and go, yeah, that's, that's the, that's a smart thing to do. Yeah. What I've been doing isn't working. So I'm okay to change my mind. Give credit where it's properly due. Yeah. 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 Well, that screws, that screws everything up. Why would you want to be behave, behave that way, Ken? Well, I don't know. That's a good question, right? Usually it's just more fun to just go, you're an idiot. <laughs> We're not doing that. Move along. Fair enough. No one's an idiot. They just, you know, everyone's doing the best they can. Yep. But... yep. And, and I really do believe that. I really do believe that people, you know, they care about, first of all, we care about ourselves, right? And we care about our neighborhoods and when something affects us, that usually triggers us into movement. Oh, yeah, of course. Right? And you so, don't and act that's on things you don't know. Yeah, that's totally natural. And so, you know, being smart about it, working with other people, realizing, well, if we do this, how does that affect the people downstream? Um, we got a de big development going in Lehigh right now. And for water, they've had to drill a well. But the the well is kind of in a, it's, I don't want to say environment, environmentally. Um, like a preserve or some yeah, sacred environmental yeah. spot. Yeah. It's not, not that, but it's, you know, it's got some big trees and it was kind of a nice little grove of trees and that's been changed, but I just wonder, and I don't know, right. I don't know how it was decided upon, but that's where they put the well. And it's affected those neighbors right there. So when they did the big development, did they realize that three miles away, this was going to happen? So, it's, but that, those are the kind of things, right? How do you manage that? How do you think about the repercussions that are going to affect all of us and not just some? Because everything affects everything. We're all connected. Yep. yep. Yeah. And really a city is an ecosystem, right? You got all these different things going on and different layers of the natural world that are playing a part to it. It's kind of been fun to learn about. Yeah. Well, good. Well, what's, what's the most, what's the most fascinating thing you've learned since you started doing this? Most fascinating thing I've learned. I think at how long, and I, I think intellectually I knew this, but to actually see it in action is how long it takes the government to really do anything. You know, they're always seem like they're, three or four years, five years behind the eight ball. Well, and by design, government moves slowly. Because I think if it moved quicker, things could happen that would affect the citizenry. Yeah, you might get approvals on things that, yeah, you're right, they maybe didn't think through enough. So, it, yeah, it can be perceived as it crawls, you know, at the speed of nothingness. But again, yeah, you're right. That's a good point that right? maybe it's by design that... and. And even even though it moves slowly, uh, we still have some we have some townhomes going in uh, down to the end of our street, and you know the government went through all the notification that they're required to do. Right, put a sign on the property, had the city council meetings, did everything they were supposed to do, and yet my neighborhood's still surprised. They're like, "Well, what's going in here? Right here, oh, townhomes? What? How did this happen? Who would do this?" I'm thinking, you know, this has been three, four years in the making. And my neighbor, and me included, 
we're just waking up to this. So, well, because you start seeing dirt moved. Yep. But but all this was happening in the city council meetings, which city councils usually beg people to come to and get involved yeah. so you know what's going on, or at least read the minutes and know. So that's yeah. on the citizens really to to inform themselves. It, it's also the city's job to try to inform as much as they can, but people still have to reach out and actually want that information. Yeah. And mean, it's, it's hard. All, it's all online. Every city council meeting is recorded. And, yeah. But really, who wants to watch that, right? I mean, oh, that's some sexy. Can I get like yeah. a uh, you know Netflix miniseries? Right. I mean, the Bachelorette's on tonight. Come on. That's Come, what I'm watching. Yeah, city council. The the sparks are flying tonight. <laughs> so it's. It's hard, you know, it kind of goes back to voting, right? It's just hard to get people involved. We're so busy and we got so many things that are going on. You know, how do you take time out of your kids' three basketball games and, you know, the cheer game, the cheer you got to go to, and then mm-hmm. you have meetings on top of that. How do you take time from that to go down and watch a city council meeting? We make time for what's important to us. Yes. Right. And, you know, your kids are what's important for sure. They come first. And I guess my kids are grown and have fledged. We, we call ourselves bird launchers because they've launched and they're doing great. So I'm like, you know what? I got time. I'm going to go do this. Bird launchers. I love that. You like that one? Isn't that a good one? I'm stealing that one, man. That's great. Well, my, I gave credit to my wife and then she goes, oh, no, no, it was somebody else. But since I can't remember who the other person was, then it's you. I gave credit to my wife. Or your wife. And now, if you can't remember your wife's name, maybe just take the credit. It's for you. <laughs> well, another another 10 years, that's probably going to be true. Yeah. Embrace that. So right? how can people find you? What's your website? Uh, Ken for counsel. Right? KenforCouncil.com. Okay. Pretty sure that's my website. See, I don't even know it well enough. I'm like, how do I look that up? Well, I'll, I'll find it. We'll get that. We'll get it in the show notes. It'll get be correct the, when we get it there, but yeah. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it's Ken for council or it's probably Ken for Lehigh council.com. Okay. Uh, that's, that's a good way. Um, my phone number and email are on there. A good okay. email for me is Ken for Lehigh city at gmail.com. Okay. Email that. Yeah, just, you know, come out, right? Be involved. Um, Lehigh does have a good record of people being involved in their, in the, in the roundup days, the end of June, the whole town comes out to that. That's a blast. You know, the rodeo, Spanish Fork has a great rodeo. So there are community activities that are happening where people are involved. And I think city government should be one of those as well. Well, yeah, because, you know, the whole saying, oh, you can't complain if you don't vote and get out. Which is a lie because you can. Should you? No. But yeah, I right. get it. It's uh, who who do you complain to, right? If I'm not active and I don't know what's going on, it's like the townhomes. You know, I could go up to the mayor and be like, "Hey, why are these being built?" And like, in my backyard. In my backyard. <laughs> Can't have that. Right. I want those people here. Yeah. Yeah, you get a lot. You do get that. Yeah. And and yeah. and. I know when we moved to Elkridge seven years ago, um, shortly, shortly after we moved, about a year after we moved in, uh, another home was built right behind us that kind of blocked our view of the valley. It wasn't ridiculous, but my wife was like, oh, we can't, 
we can't have them building a house here. And I was like, you can't be the person that moves into the town and then signs a petition to keep the town small after you move in. We can't be those people. That's, that's just wrong. I was thinking about, you know, my home was built uh, 1999 and you know, it was farms, the older, there's the street that goes through. There's all these older homes built in the sixties and seventies and they owned all that ground. And I'm sure in 1999, when these homes were being built, they were doing the, oh, I can't believe this, the growth. And oh, we're going to have all these homes and the traffic. And that if it affects their quality of life, for sure. So now it's, okay, how do we be proactive so that in the future, when we grow and these old farmers want to sell their land, which I fully support, and they should be able to do that for however they want to do it. You know, and how do we not provide housing for the next generation, but have housing available? Because that's that's another issue that we face, right? Is there's just not a lot of houses for that next generation to buy and get in and participate in the equity that and the wealth creation that happens when you own a home. And there's a thinking that new people are bad. Yeah. I don't know where that comes from. But there's a lot of good people that are moving in here. And I even tell people that I'm from California twice because they're like, oh, you're one of them. I'm like, yes, I came here twice from California. So I brought it in twice. I brought the disease in twice. <laughs> it shows. It's got a little yeah. rash. Yeah. A, but, you know, they're good people. I think generally speaking, we're not, you know, bringing in a bunch of criminal element that are destroying utah we're bringing in good people that have good right. ideas good people come when you say those kind of people i always think about my niece and her husband she's a teacher he's a dentist but they were those kind of people that moved in they bought a townhome and then they slowly upgraded and upgraded but in the, initially they were one of those those kind of people that bought new development townhome on the outskirts of town I'm like a teacher and a dentist. Yeah. Sounds like good people. Pretty, I don't know. They're pretty sketchy industries. They are, aren't they? <laughs> oh. Okay. But yeah. Well, any, any, any final words, sir? Uh, be involved, you know, wherever you are, make it better. Uh, I think that's initially how I really got started in Lehigh city community as we were, we were there, our kids were going to school and we thought, well, how do we make the schools better? Well, let's go, let's go down and ask. And so we got involved at the school with, I read to third graders and fourth graders, you know, we'd go in for half an hour a day and read a book and it, it was just a blast. So be involved. I really think that's an so important part of probably not much different than, probably not much different than being a politician, right? Reading to third oh. graders, reading, to, reading to adults. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not, was, a, not a big stretch sometimes. <laughs> I had to, you know, I hear about other people bringing in, in gum for the kids that they'd read to. I never took in gum. And I know my kids were like, how come you never bring us gum? Like, because we're learning how to read. It's not about the gum. <laughs> Treats, man, or we're not showing up. That's right. Bribery or nothing. <laughs> That's right. Well, cool, Ken. Well, thanks, man. Thank you for coming on. And uh, we'll get the, all your details in the show notes that people can reach out to you and get involved. And voting again is that the 21st correct a week from tomorrow yep okay so ballots are out they've been sent you probably have one 
but they're due 8 p.m. on the 21st. Awesome. Okay, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Good talking with you. All right. Thank you, sir. Mr. Parrish. Ooh, you did it. Thank you again for listening to The Parish The Thought Show. We know you have many podcast options and appreciate that you have chosen us. If you love what you hear, please give us a rating on whatever platform you find us. And don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. If you hate what you hear, only tell us. You're still here? Click on the next episode for more from The Parish the Thought Show.